sorry, but for this episode, there will be no video form as there were some technical difficulties with the video from the podcast. However, next week, we should be back to normal and all good. So thank you all so much for your understanding. And without further ado, let's hop into this episode of PD Smash Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to this episode of the PD Smash Podcast. Today we have an absolutely amazing one for you. First up, we're going to talk a little bit about the Colts-Bills game. After that, we're going to talk about Isaiah Stewart and LeBron James before talking about my power rankings for the second half of this NFL season. Thank you so much, Smash fans, for tuning in. Without further ado, let's get into the action. So first up, as I said, I want to talk about the Bills, and I want to talk about the Colts. And really, I want to talk about the absolute dominance of Jonathan Taylor and how his five-touchdown performance I don't believe is an outlier. Jonathan Taylor is such an amazing talent. And he's only getting better. I think he is now entered the conversation for the top five running backs in this league. I think he's in that top tier now. I think that top tier is him, CMC, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, and Alvin Kamara. And then there's the next tier where you have your Austin Ecklers, your Nick Chubbs, your Joe Mixons your Aaron Jones, your Ezekiel Elliott's. I think that's that next tier. And I think that Jonathan Taylor has deservedly put himself in that conversation. I think this is just the beginning for this young running back. I think he's going to be great for years to come. So I want to tell him to keep it up because you are doing such an amazing job. And I think he is one of the big catalysts for why the Colts are on such a hot streak lately and are one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. But not only that, that defense has been playing amazing and so has Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has had a quietly a really good year this year. Now it's not been his MVP caliber year he had in 2017, but I don't think we should have expected that from him. I think we should, what we should have expected was what we're getting, the 2018 version of Carson Wentz. I think it's going to take him a year before he really gets all the way fully back to what we saw in 2017. And I think once we see that, I think he could be in MVP conversations once again. I don't know if it will happen, but I think it does have the potential to happen. With that being said, I'm going to say on the Bills side, this was a disappointing loss, not because you lost, but how you lost. You shouldn't have gotten blown out. You're one of the, supposed to be at least, one of the best teams in the NFC, in the AFC, in the entire league. So to get blown out by a team that is 500, regardless of how hot they are or how talented they are, is not a great look. If you lost to the Colts, like, the Green Bay Packers lost to the Vikings, I would have been like, oh, all right. That's the best the Colts could have played. You guys didn't play your best, but you still 
almost won that game, then I would be like, fine, you're good. I still have you. But I can't think of you like that anymore because of how you lost. You lost to a Colts team where the only thing they have better than you is a running back. You're supposed to have the better quarterback. You're supposed to have the better wide receiving core. You're supposed to have the better offensive, eh, maybe not better offensive line, but you're, you have a good offensive line. You have a great defense all around. And you got smacked by the Colts. Absolutely smacked by the Colts. That is in no way, shape, or form a good look for you or for anyone else in that organization. With that said, I want to now move on and talk talk about LeBron James and Isaiah Stewart. Now, I think they should have gotten a much bigger penalty than they did end up getting. I think Isaiah Stewart and LeBron James did two really bad things and they were only gotten a slap on the wrist for them. I think they both should have been suspended about seven games because for Isaiah Stewart, I get why he charged LeBron the first time. And I'll talk about that in just a second. But you can't charge him the second time. And you definitely cannot charge him the third time. That third time's what really got me. I think two times, all right, fine. You probably should be suspended one or two games, but I'm not going to get too riled up about it. But that third time, you can't do that. You, you just cannot do that. And then on... LeBron's side of things, I think LeBron, what he did was at the very least a blasé move. I think he didn't care whether Isaiah Stewart got hurt or not, and that's the best case scenario. Because after you elbow someone like that, your first reaction isn't, you want to go, bro? Your first reaction is, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? You sure you're okay? All right, man. Here's my hand. Let's get you up. Let's make sure that you yourself get as much attention as you need. That is what you do as a person if you hurt someone like that. Not what LeBron did. If you did it on accident. So LeBron either just did not care about Isaiah Stewart at all or he did it maliciously. Either way. He should have definitely gotten some sort of fine for it. But I don't want to spend too much time on this. I think this could have ramifications for the NBA. We'll see what this means. I think this might be an overcorrection for what happened last year with all the stupid technical fouls that were called. The one on J.J. Redick for spinning the ball. There are a few others that were just absolutely crazy ridiculous. But... We will see moving forward. With that said, I do want to move on to the last part of this podcast, the main part of this podcast, which is the top 10 lists, top 15 power rankings. Because even though there are some honorable mentions like the football team, like the Panthers, like the Eagles, like the Browns, the 15 teams, these 15 teams are probably going to be the 15 that make it in some shape or form. So without further ado, let's get into it. At number 15, I have the Steelers. 
Because I think the Steelers may have one of the lowest, highest floors on this team. I think the Steelers will give you about 20 points every night without question. Every Sunday, they will give you 20 points. They will give you good defense. But they have one way to win. And that is to grind you out, run the ball, ask Ben to do very little, and hope they beat you that way. And if they can't, they don't have a backup plan. They don't have multiple ways they can beat you. They can't throw it over the top. They can't do much for you there. So it's that low ceiling that ha has me go so, has me put them so low on this list. And number 14, we have basically the opposite, where I think the Vikings have the ceiling as high as anyone on this list. I think their defense has the makings of one that could be great. I think their offense has elite level potential. Kirk Cousins is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. But they also have a really low floor. They could be worse than the freaking football team. Or they could be worse than like 20 to 25% or 20 to 25 teams in the NFL at any given moment. I don't think there's a time where the Vikings could be better than every single team at any given moment as well. It's just the week to week. And that volatility, I think, is what has me put them so low on my list. At number 13, I have the Colts. <coughs> my apologies there. Because the Colts are kind of stuck in between the Vikings and the Steelers. I think their floor is not quite as high as the Steelers, but still pretty high in their 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 high isn't as high as the Vikings. I think they're bad. They could be win on one of the best teams in the NFL, and I think we'll see how long this win streak lasts and how dominant they are to close out the Steelers season because they definitely could move up this list a lot. They've moved up this list a lot since week freaking five. <coughs> My apologies once again. But with that said, they do have question marks at quarterback. Even though I like Carson Wentz, especially for this year, I don't see him getting into elite level status. I don't think that Michael Pittman is all he's chalked up to be. I love their running game. I think their defense is good, but there are too many question marks there for me to put him any higher at this point. However, I do believe they could leapfrog the next team on my list if all goes to plan, and that is the Titans. Now, I don't trust the Titans offensively whatsoever. That team offensively scares me. They're very one-dimensional, and I don't know if Ryan Tannehill is good enough for that to be the case. It's not the fact they lost to the Houston Texans, because, hey, that happens. It's the NFL. But it's the fact the way they lost to the NFL. Because usually when you lose to teams, it's usually like, okay, you put up 20, you put up 25, 30, the, the other team puts up, puts up 30 points. The bad team puts up 30 points because your defense just can't stop anything. And that happens sometimes. I'm not going to be like, oh, that's a big deal. It's the fact Ryan Tannehill played the way he did. If Ryan Tannehill played fine, then I'd be like, all right, this team is fine. I wouldn't read too much into this loss because if that is the case, I definitely don't see them losing in any such way to that team again. However, Tannehill played horribly this game. 
And the Colts defense is good. The Texans defense is not. The Titans defense is good. The Jets defense is not. And the fact they lost to both of those people scares me. And I think they definitely could continue to slip. I think they make the playoffs just because they have such a lead on the Colts. And they would have to drop so many games for it to be such a way to where the Colts would actually end up a leapfrogging the Titans. And I think it's they're still a competent team. I like Frank Vogel. I think just overall, it's a good team. I would just be scared heading into the playoffs if I'm the Titans, especially if I don't get Derrick Henry back. Now at number 11, oh, number 10, my apologies, we have the Bengals, which, actually no, at a number 11, my apologies, I was right the first time. At number 11, we have the Bengals. And now the Bengals are very good. They have very great skill players. I think their skill players are absolutely amazing. But it's everything else that I'm worried about. Defensive line, not great. Offensive line, not great. I don't really trust that defense. It's opportunistic, but it's not all that good. Jamar Chase is a great weapon. Their wide receiver depth is great. Running back is great. I think Joe Burrow is special, but I just don't overall think that the team is built well outside of the playmakers. And hey, that's fine. That's the way it probably should be right now. I think this team knew it was a, about a year away anyway before this, this season began. And I think that's fine. B but it's just good to know moving forward that I think the Bengals are dangerous, but I don't think they have all the parts in between to make them such a great team. Now, next up, we have the Chargers. And the Chargers have the same exact problems as the Bengals, except their defense is slightly better because they have better playmakers on defense with Derwin James and with Joey Bosa. And offensively, I think Keenan Allen is better than Jamar Chase. And Justin Herbert is better than Joe Burrow. And that's pretty much all it comes down to and why the Chargers are ahead of the Bengals. Now, at number nine, I have the Cowboys. And the Cowboys, I think, once again, have a lot of the same questions as the Chargers and the Bengals. They're special at quarterback. Their skill positions are great. Their offensive line, when healthy, is good. But when healthy is a big caveat. And that defense is opportunistic, but it's not amazing. However, I think the defense is the best out of all three of them. I think Dak, I think Dak is the... Dak is not quite as good as Justin Herbert, but I think he's better than Joe Burrow. I like their skill group the most out of all of them because I think they have two legit number one wide receivers. And as their third and fourth wide receiver, both quality number two options on most teams. So I think skill-wise, they're great. I like their offensive coordinator. However, I don't trust... Mike McCarthy. I think that defense is opportunistic, but I don't know how good it is. So I think we have all of those problems at number nine. At number eight, we have the one dimension problem, I think, with the Bills. 
I, I slid them all the way down here because once again, it's not the way they, it's not that they lost, it's the way they lost. And being that one-dimensional scares me. The Bills being that one-dimensional is not great. And Stefan Diggs is not as dominant as he was last season. He just was not as dominant as he was last season, so that makes a difference. And I think this team is great. I think this team could definitely make the Super Bowl. I think really from 10 down to 1, they could all make the Super Bowl. I would not be surprised if the Chargers are in the Super Bowl. I would not be surprised if my number one team's in the Super Bowl. Or any team in between. But it's that one dimension that scares me. However, I think they could get it back on track. I think Devin Seal Gulteri and Zach Moss are serviceable enough to get you a decent run game. But it's definitely something to think about. At the number seven spot, I have the Patriots. Because although they're not special at quarterback, or really special at offense that much at all, they're very safe. I think Bill Belichick is still hands down the best coach in the NFL. I really do like the way they play. I think Damian Harris is underrated. I think the running back crew is deep. I think that Hunter Henry is really good. I like their wide receivers. I think that the way they play, their offensive coordinator does a great job. I think defensively, they're absolutely special. I think their defense is the best defense in the league. I think just overall, that team is very, very good. And even though Matt Jones may not be as good as any other quarterback on this list, I think that he understands how to manage a game enough to win come playoff time. He doesn't ruin their chances. I think he can be what Tom Brady was his first year starting for Bill Belichick. I think Bill Belichick was very much so of the opinion that Tom Brady was smart enough to not lose them the game and that defense could help them and could carry them over the top. And I think Bill Belichick's going to try to do it again with Mac Jones. And I think it is more than possible that it does end up happening. However, I do believe there are still six teams that are better than the Patriots at this moment. But if they did end up making the Super Bowl, I would not be surprised. At number six, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that defense is what really has gotten me. Because we, I always thought they were going to get that offense back on track. I never really worried about the offense. But that defense coming around, that defense being back to what it was at two years ago is what gives me confidence to put the Chiefs up so high. Because the defense might not be good overall, but it's a very good situationally. And that's what the offense needs them to do. He need They need them to be good situationally. My apologies. And if he's good situationally, then they're good, period. And I think that is great. However, if they played today, I do think the Ravens, my number five team, would win. 
Because I think Lamar's criminally underrated by some and overrated by others. But overall, I still think he's a top five quarterback in this league or top five caliber. I really don't like ranking quarterbacks and people just in general by numbers. I feel like there's a tier. Just as I think there are about there are about three tiers here. I think there's the there's the first tier where it's about the Steelers to the Bengals. That's like tier fringe. Then we have the Chargers to I think the Ray the Chargers to the Patriots, I think, are like tier borderline contender. And then I think the Chiefs down to my number one team are like the favorites to win. However, with that being said, I do think the Ravens are slightly better than the Chiefs because I think the Ravens defensively are still better even though they've struggled this year. I think even though offensively they're they're limited at their wide receiver position, I think running-wise they're still dominant. I think Lamar is getting better every year. And I just like the way this team plays. And I don't know if they'll make the Super Bowl this year, especially with all the injuries, but I definitely believe it to be a possibility. However, the number four team I have is the Bucks. I couldn't put them any higher because of how shaky they've seemed over the past few weeks. The loss to the football team is a really big blow. However, I think getting Gronk back, I think... Tom Brady is different in the playoffs, and I think they will have a real shot at winning the title this year. However, I think the Rams have them beaten every aspect outside of quarterback. I think they have the most talented defense in the NFL. I think they have a better running back room, even if it is slightly. I think their wide receivers are just as good, if not better. The Titans aren't better, but just overall, I really like the Rams. I think Odell Beckham Jr. is going to have a resurgence with the Rams. I think we're going to see this this week when they play that the Rams are going to dominate whoever they play, and I think they're going to get themselves back on track. I think that defense is going to get into postseason form pretty soon, and I just really like the Rams as an overall constructed roster. However, with that said, I like the Cardinals as a roster more. I think Kyler Murray is better than Matthew Stafford. I think Christian Kirk is criminally underrated. DeAndre Hawkins is a top four receiver in the NFL. James Conner has really come on and come back into his Pro Bowl type form. Chase Edmond is a great relief back. Chandler Jones is ridiculous. I like Buda Baker. I like who they have around them. I just think overall this is a really good constructed team with a special quarterback. So they have my number two spot. And with my number one spot, I have the Green Bay Packers. Yes, they did lose to the Vikings, but it's A, an interdivisional matchup. B, I think the Vikings have one of the highest ceilings in the NFL. And C, whether or not you like it, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. They lost without Aaron Jones, who should be back in time for playoffs and 100%. So I really do like this team moving forward. With all of that being said, this is my top 15 list. If I were to put it into tiers, as I said, I think number 15 
All the way down to number 11 is my playoff teams, but no serious title contention. My number, my number 10 to my number 7 is my fringe title contenders. And if, they, if everything goes the way they need it to, they can win the title. I, my number, and then my number 6 down are serious title contenders with multiple ways to win a title. Because I think the Chiefs can beat you either playing the short game, playing the short game and grinding you out, or playing more of the fast place shootout game. I think the Ravens can beat you on the ground and in the air. I think the Bucks can beat you defensively, and they can beat you with the offensive balanced attack. I think the Rams can beat you defensively, and I think they can beat you throwing over the top. I think the Cardinals can beat you running the ball, throwing the ball, and they can beat you defensively. I think Green Bay can beat you throwing the ball, running the ball, and defensively as well. And they're only going to get better as the year progresses. I think that in the end, Aaron Rodgers loves turmoil. He loves controversy. I think that's one of the reasons they won their last championship is because there was so much controversy around that team. I think that in the end, Aaron Rodgers is going to love being the underdog and love proving people wrong. And I think that is going to be one of the reasons that they are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs. But speaking of forces to be reckoned with, this is the end of this episode of the PD Smash Podcast. I want to thank you so much for sticking with me to the end. If you want to check out more podcasts and want to check out corresponding articles that I've written, feel free to click the link in the description that says pdsmashsports.com and it will take you to my blog where I have over 50 articles and 50 podcasts talking about a variety of NFL and NBA topics. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, consider subscribing to my YouTube channel. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, consider subscribing to my Spotify. Thank you once again, Smash fans, for tuning in. And without further ado, PD Smash, signing off. Thank you.